one Jesus Christ Breaking through the darkest of nights to say You alone can say Hope of hope, strength of strength All our sin is dead in the grave power enough to save you alone can save yes you alone can save where there is no way you make a way where no one else can reach us you find where there is no way you make a way where no one else can reach us you find us hope of hope a hope of hope strength of strength all our sin is dead in the This is uh, the first, first day of Easter week. And, uh, you know, Easter week is really this incredible piece of art. The Gospel's an incredible piece of art. And I, I heard someone say once, you don't judge great art. Great art judges you. You look at it, and it changes you. You ask questions of it, and the questions lead you to truths about yourself and truths about reality. Um, and that's what this week is, Easter week. And this service is a little bit different than our normal service. There's not a, a regular sermon where I analyze things, but there's some art, and we would love for you to reflect and think about what it's saying. Uh, Easter week, you know, begins with Palm Sunday. And on Palm Sunday, Jesus rode down the Mount of Olives into Jerusalem, and the crowds... Uh, lined up, waved palm branches, and shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And by the end of the week, the crowd is shouting, crucify, crucify, crucify. It's a day that's absolutely drenched in irony. So as we worship this morning, we invite you to reflect on that, ask questions about yourself, look at Easter week as you prepare your your heart um, for the coming of the Lord and also for just walking into, walking into this week. So uh, if you would, would you stand with me? And my mic seems really loud, Mike, but 
Mike is controlling Mike. That makes sense. Thanks. That way I can yell without hurting anybody. I'll, I'll try not to yell, okay? I usually do that. I'll try not to do that. We're going to start. Let me read. This is from John chapter 12. Uh, John's account of uh, what happened on Palm Sunday. And then we're going to have a responsive reading where I'll read the leader part and you read the congregational part. And then we'll launch into our service and uh, I invite you to offer yourself and reflect on, on Easter week, all right, and Palm Sunday. John 12, verse 12. The next day the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. Psalm 118. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Let Israel now proclaim. Open for me the gates of righteousness. This is the gate of the Lord. I will give thanks to you, for you answered me. The same stone that the builders rejected, this is the Lord's doing. On this day the Lord has acted. Hosanna, Lord, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. God is the Lord. He has shined upon us. You are my God, and I will thank you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. So sing that chorus again. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Yeah. I see the King of Glory.
Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Lord, thank you. As we sing Hosanna, which means save us now, um, thank you that you have saved us and that you are saving us. Um, so we just pray that you would save us from everything we need to be saved from today. And remember that you continue to save and save and save through Christ. Amen. Father of the mountains, shepherd of the sea, author of the questions that are hidden in me, a voice out on the water, a whisper in the trees, longing to believe. Awake my soul, Awake my soul Like a river you will flow Like a river you will flow Awake my soul Awake my soul Like a river you will flow Like a river you will Gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow, my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have been forgotten 
like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror on every side, as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. From the context of this passage, let us enter into a time of corporate prayer. Where are you distressed? What's weighing you down with grief? Give it over to the Lord this morning. On the other hand, where have you come to trust God more? Where have you experienced his rescuing hand? Thank him this morning for that. In the void, hear the word, giving birth to creation. In labor, in love, in the cry of salvation. In the last comes the first, the divine in the manger, the hungry, the thirsty, the outcast, the stranger. May the image of God in the least of these reimagine God's image in everything. Mercy born into the chaos, into souls of the weary, the weak. Here in the darkness, the breath of God hovers over the face of the deep. For those forced to the margins, those caught in the breach, light the deep. For those pressed on all sides, for those pushed to the brink, light the deep.
this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord Most High. Your hidden glory in creation now revealed in you, our Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. 
on heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What can name it is what a beautiful name it is why I mean technically that's actually not even his name did, did you know that it's not actually Jesus it's Yeshua probably should be translated Joshua um, but in the Reformation, they decided they didn't, I guess they didn't like the Jewish version so much. They liked the name Jesus, and some say Jeshua. So it's probably not the letters themselves. So why is it a beautiful name? My guess is because of what it means. It comes from the, the Hebrew, Yahweh, Yasha, Yahashua means God is salvation. So God is salvation rode into old Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And they all cheered for him. They all they all cheered for him. They all they all cheered for him saying Hosanna, save us now, give us success. They all cheered for him because they wanted to be saved from Romans and higher taxes and gun violence and people that make laws about gun violence. Um, the, book of, the book of John says that they all came out that day because of what Jesus had done for Lazarus because they saw Lazarus raised from the, from the dead. You know, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, but he's just going to die again. So Jesus raised Lazarus to more of this, more confusion, more chaos, more life in this world, and then Lazarus would die. So they wanted to be saved from Romans and higher taxes and bad legislation and um, physical death. 
That's what they wanted to be saved from. The Gospel of Luke records that as Jesus came down the Mount of Olives, as he approached the old city, he stopped and he was weeping. He was crying. So it's quite a picture. Everybody waving palm branches saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And there's the Lord weeping, sobbing, weeping for Jerusalem, saying, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if only you knew the things that made for peace. But you don't. And it was there that Jesus prophesied the destruction of old Jerusalem, that within one generation she would be, she would be destroyed. That's amazing. Uh, old Jerusalem chanted and uh, worshipped Jesus because they wanted Jesus to save old Jerusalem. And check this out. Jesus was riding into Jerusalem to save old Jerusalem from old Jerusalem. To save them from their covenant with death, that thing that we've been talking about in the revelation that, that he wanted to save them from their covenant of self-interest, their, their own selfishness. And we kind of are old Jerusalem. I mean, we all chant Hosanna. Um, Lord Jesus, save. And what we, we usually mean by that is like, save myself. And yet Jesus seems to be interested in saving us from ourselves, from our sin, from our bad decisions. So Jesus rode into the city. If you look closely at him, tears were running down his cheeks as everyone chanted Hosanna. Within a week, they realized that this is not the kind of Savior that we want. And the very same crowd that was chanting, save us, save us, Hosanna, blessed is he who is coming in the name of the Lord, that crowd is now chanting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And so uh, they did. Uh, but the night, the night before he was crucified, in the center of old Jerusalem, he took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body given to you. Take and eat and do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper and having given thanks, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the covenant. Some gospels record that he said covenant. Some record that he said new covenant. We know from the rest of Scripture that it is the eternal covenant. In other words, this was God's idea all along. This, is, uh, the, this cup is the, is the covenant in my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. In the morning, they crucified him just outside the walls of old Jerusalem on a tree. Old Jerusalem, uh, who we find out is somehow his bride, but now the city gates are shut to Jerusalem. Um, her heart is hard. Jesus prophesied that she would be destroyed, that that heart, that temple would somehow uh, be destroyed. And within 40 years, his prophecy came true. The Romans came, and they literally plowed old Jerusalem. They got out a plow, and they plowed every stone into the ground. And the temple uh, was uh, destroyed about the same time John the Apostle, exiled on the island of Patmos, had a vision he had a vision of a new Jerusalem coming down from God. Not an old Jerusalem built with our self-centered, um, arrogant will, but a new Jerusalem that God builds, the new Jerusalem that God gives to us. And you see, Scripture reveals that you are that Jerusalem. You are the new Jerusalem coming down. John didn't say, the new, I saw the new Jerusalem coming down in 2079 or something like that. 
He said, I see the new Jerusalem coming down. In fact, it began to come down 40 days after Jesus, or 50 days after Jesus hung on that cross and his spirit descended into the church. And so today we remember that 2,000 years ago, Jesus rode into old Jerusalem. They shouted, "Um, save us, save us, save us. And within a week they crucified him. That's the old Jerusalem. And all of us are a bit like the old Jerusalem. But the new Jerusalem is coming down, and you're also the new Jerusalem. She's not made out of old stones. She's made out of living stones. She's a bride, and she opens her doors to the King of Kings. When you come to the table of the Lord, you are confessing that old Jerusalem, that old self-centered self, and you are surrendering to the Messiah as the new Jerusalem. Uh, you're saying to the king of kings, come into this Jerusalem and sit on your throne and reign, reign in this city because I'm beginning to see that your judgment is good. Thank you for saving me from my judgment. Your judgment is grace and mercy and relentless love and I am your body. So come, Lord Jesus. Reign from your throne within your temple and cause us to be the city that you have destined us to be. Lord Jesus, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you do not want a temple made with stones and a city closed down with gates and walls, but you want a bride. And your throne is in our heart. And we are your body. We invite you to come and reign in your body. We confess to you our bad will, and we receive you, Lord Jesus, the good will of the living God. We open our gates to you and say, Come, Lord Jesus, come. In Jesus' name, let's worship. Dark cups are wine. Light cups are juice. They're both the love of God uh, for you and in you and through you. We invite you to tear off a piece of the bread, dip it in the cup, and worship.
my soul, my Savior God to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee. How great Thou art, how great voices then sings my soul my savior God to thee how great thou art how great thou art then sings my soul my savior God to thee how great thou He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? See, I think the Lord is saying, after I give you a new heart, <laughs> uh, my own son from, from the bosom of the Father, Jerusalem, after I give you a new heart, oh, it's my joy to give you all things, a new heaven, a new earth, a new you. So uh, may you believe that incredible news. And this week, um, may the, the week uh, judge you. May you sit before the story, the gospel, and allow it to judge you, shape you, recreate you in the image of God. I want to remind you that we have the Good Friday service, Friday. Uh, Kathleen told you a little bit about that. 
I think Easter will be a lot of fun, so invite friends and family. Um, be great to have them come join us. Right now, we have the Passover Seder meal downstairs, so we invite you to go down and uh, be a, a part of that, all right? Um, if, you have, if you'd like prayer, members of the prayer team are down front. They'd love to pray with you. I don't think there was anything else I need to remember. Doxology. What's that? Just doxology. You just want to talk for a minute? No. Wait, just. <laughs> Kathleen just wants to talk to me. But um, I knew that part. I'm leading up to that part. You asked. I know. Okay. So by way of benediction, we want to sing the doxology, which is so cool. This is like I grew up always singing the doxology. So we'll sing the doxology, and then you're uh, free to go downstairs to the, to the Seder dinner. All right? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy.